Hey everybody, this is Medicare Agent IQ. I'm Raul Gonzalez. And I'm Oscar Ibieta. And uh, we all know why we do this. And it is, we're trying to help agents to become successful. There's a lot of agents out there without a lot of support. And actually, quick note, um, if I'm sure everybody's heard by now that there is a uh, the proposed rule that would kind of eliminate uplines, GAs, and FMOs, and, and, and the such. If that were to happen, we would continue to do this and really continue to, there's already a lot of agents, honestly, that, that aren't getting a lot of support. Yeah. So we would continue to, to try to help agents to be successful. So can lean on us. Yeah, either right. way. <laughs> exactly. So today kind of was, we were thinking about a really good way to, to help people. I think that agents tend to struggle on figuring out whether someone should join a Medicare Advantage plan or a supplement even take advantage of Medicare or whether or not they should stick with the plan that they get through, through work. And so first of all, let's just talk about how that happens. Usually when you go into an appointment, you're going to have a warm up time, right? Where you're just kind of getting to know someone. And I'm, I'm, I'm talking about not talking insurance, at least the way that I do it. Everybody has their own style, but, but what I would do is, is I'm not talking insurance. I'm going in there and trying to create a relationship. We've talked about this before where I'm just saying, Hey everyone, you know, I mean, sorry. <laughs> hey, good morning. Um, how's everything going? You know, I noticed that you had this on your wall and if they have like, you know, some people they have like, uh, they're, you know, all 49ers gear everywhere. Mm -hmm. Guess what? They're going to love if you bring that up and just kind of ask them questions about that. So that's really the first part of it is kind of, uh, helping to take some of the pressure off when you agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you want to even even before you enter the home, make some observations outside. I've I've walked into homes where I see a guys got, you know, a really nice older Ford Mustang in, in the driveway. You you obviously know that he's really proud of that and that's his baby. And so that's probably one of the first things that, you know, that was it was one of the first things that I brought up when I walked into the home and before we even started the appointment. We walked outside and he just showed me the car and, and he yep. opened the door and he let me look at the interior and we were just talking cars before we even, I was there, you know, to talk insurance, but before we even did that, we, we, were, cre we were creating that relationship. Yeah, you know, it's funny, I'm on some of the Medicare groups out there and like I, I kind of see sometimes agents will be like, man, I don't have time for all that stuff. And I'm gonna tell you, it, you know, if you don't have time for it, another agent does yeah. and, and and what I mean is like, you might get the sell right there, but if you're not creating a real relationship, there's not gonna be that loyalty to be like, no, I'm not going somewhere else, you know? Remember why you're in this business. You're in this business for the residual income for the renewals. And so building that relationship with them and, and, and gaining some trust from them, they're gonna stay on, they're more likely to stay with you and on your book of business for a much longer period of time than if you're just in there and you're being transactional about the entire yeah, thing. This is a people business and that's really what it's gotta be about. So um, so, so that out of the way, I just kind of wanted to, we've, we've, we've pulled up a, a couple of different plans. And uh, first of all, let's, let's remember if you are um, meeting with somebody and you're over the phone and they say, maybe, or actually maybe you're in person and they ask you, Oscar, hey, um, 
do I have to sign up for Medicare? I've got this retiree plan. Do I have to sign up for Medicare? What's the answer? Not all of them require you to, but some of them may. And so really it's just a matter of figuring out what exactly that retiree plan is. Sometimes we, we, you may already know, or you can ask, you can ask some help from, from other agents who may have dealt with this, but other times you may not. And so sometimes we may not have that answer. And sometimes they may have to ask the um, their HR department or whoever it is that's helping them transition into this retirement plan. Sometimes it's in writing. Okay. Some of the ones that we're going to look at here, it's going to clearly state that you do have to enroll into Medicare if you want to have this coverage. Others don't clearly state that, or it can be a little bit foggy. And so you got to figure out where it is that they need to go if we don't have the answer to that. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you that I always will recommend that people join Medicare if they have a retiree plan. The reason that I recommend that, even if the plan doesn't require it, is there's no, and, and, and here's the conversation that I would have with my customer and say, look, there's no guarantee that such and such company, the company that you're retiring from, is going to offer this plan forever. And here's what I do know. Here's where there is a guarantee. If you don't sign up for Medicare Part B, I'm talking about Part B, when you are eligible for it and you're retired, then at that point, you, you are starting to rack up a late enrollment penalty. And you say, well, but, but what do you mean? I have insurance. Well, the reality is, is that for Medicare Part B, even if you have retiree insurance coverage, you are subject to a late enrollment penalty for not being on the plan. The, the option to kind of get out of that, um, to, to, to get out of that would be if somebody's actually still working. So employer coverage, then you're not gonna pay a late enrollment penalty. Retiree coverage, you absolutely are subject to a late enrollment penalty, and that's yeah. important. And, and to add a little more to that, there's you never know what the premiums are gonna look like. Today, right. the premiums may be reasonable or affordable, and they could continue to, to rise, and it could get to a point where it's so unaffordable. And we see this all the time, right? right. We get phone calls from people who have been on, on a retiree plan for five years. It happened with our teacher retirement system here in, in San Antonio, yeah. right? Like, I'm sorry, in Texas. They, they basically, for the spouses, they really increase the cost, mm -hmm. right? So there's a lot of people it would have been some trouble. Right? Yeah, because here we are having the conversation five years down the road. They were they didn't take they didn't opt into Medicare when they were first sixty five, and here we are. They're seventy years old, and their premiums have just increased so much that it no longer fits the budget. It's become unaffordable, or maybe the benefits are not what they used to be, and now they're exploring other options. And so they reach out to you, and you're you know one of the first questions that you're going to ask is, do you have Medicare? Do you have both A and B? And if they don't have Part B, then the agent, it's our responsibility to explain to them, hey, look, you know, you're you're we can get you on to Part B, uh, but you are gonna be subject to a penalty and, and from getting familiar, and we won't dive into what that penalty is, and but, sure, but you 10%. do wanna, it's, well, it's 10%, <laughs> it's 10% for every full 12 month period that you've right. gone without Part B that you could have had it. Uh, so if the premium this year is $174.70, so if they've gone 12 months without it, then they're gonna pay the standard $174 premium plus an additional $17.40, and that's, every month and it's a lifetime penalty. So if you multiply that times five years, 
now you're tacking on an extra $80, $90 a month to the to the base premium. And you can see you can see where we're going with this, yeah. right? It can it can really add up and it can end up costing the, the the member a lot of money in the long run simply because they didn't enroll when they were first eligible. So going back to the point that you made where we started is you may advise them to go ahead and take Medicare Part B when they first become eligible. Yeah, and it's so hard, like as an insurance agent, it's your responsibility to share this with people. And I think that a lot of times I'll talk to, I'll talk to customers or to, to seniors and they'll be like, well, the guy, the, the last insurance agent that I talked to told me I didn't need to sign up and I wouldn't have a penalty. And so I'm like, well, either you misunderstood or maybe they misunderstood, thought you had employer coverage, but either way, it's important to make that clarification when you're sitting in front of somebody because that, that would really help. So, um, so on to the next, they're going to, they're going to pay that that premium. Let's talk first of all about one where I feel comfortable sharing. It's the federal employees health benefits. And, and of course we're recording this in 2024. This is a plan for this year that we can kind of talk uh, about whether or not they should enroll in it. First of all, something really important that we would want to share with everybody is that if you do have the federal employees health benefits, if, if, if you have uh, that you have the option of suspending that coverage. And not every, not every retiree coverage gives you that option. What that means is if they were in a situation where they decided to go on this Advantage plan and then suddenly something goes crazy, Advantage plans get super expensive, they have the option to go back to their retiree coverage as long as they suspend and not cancel. And that's an important distinction that is very, I feel like it's very unique to the federal employees health benefits. It really is. It's a, it's a nice, uh, you know, it's, it's comforting to yep. know that you have the option to go back to it because not all retiree plans offer that option. Now, to be clear, you have the option to suspend your coverage to join a Medicare Advantage plan. If you choose to join a Medicare supplement plan, you do not have the option to suspend your coverage. Yeah, thanks uh, for clarifying so you, that. you won't be able to, to return if they opt for a Medicare supplement. So it's important that we communicate that to our members and let them know you can suspend, you can freeze, you can pause, you can hit the pause button on your coverage to join a Medicare Advantage plan with the option to return. But if they go with a Medicare supplement, they do not have the option to return. So again, it's it's our duty to explain that to them. Uh, you know, I feel like sometimes agents may leave that detail out so that it can help them make the sale. But at the end of the day, you got to do what's right for the individual and you have to make sure that you're educating them with all of their options and, and how all of this works. Yeah. And it clarifies that on the cancellation, on the, um, on the, there's a form that we have here and you can just download it from just Google the, the, I, I usually, what I do is I just Google the OPM. That's exactly uh, what I did. Yeah. 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 You when did I it right printed now. it just now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and the clarification is I'm canceling for a Medicare Advantage plan. Is it as long as it's for a Medicare Advantage plan, then, then it'll suspend. I'm sorry. I'm suspending. Yeah. yeah. And it does not give you the option to suspend for a supplement. It's the answer, the, the option to cancel. Yeah. So. Well, let's let's talk a little bit more about the federal employees health benefits and what makes what makes it a plan where you might recommend a Medicare Advantage plan. Right. Well, there's there's three options that they've got. There's uh, there's the focus, the basic and the standard plan. And then there's a breakdown on the sheet here that tells you what the cost is for the retiree. And then if they decide to add 
a spouse and if they decide to add any additional family members and obviously the rates do increase if you're if you're adding family members if you notice here on this sheet and this sheet you can google this is available on you know it's it's available to the public uh, but there's enrollment codes so if you're dealing with somebody maybe they already have federal retiree coverage and you're trying to get an understanding of which plan it is that they've got each plan has a code on there. If you notice, it says 104, 113. Their card is going to have that code on there. And so you can just look at the code that's on their card. Again, if they've already got this coverage and you can get an idea, not an idea, you can get the, you, you'll, you'll be able to pinpoint exactly which plan they have. Is it the focus? Is it the basic? Is it the standard? Are they carrying a spouse? Are they carrying family members? And then you can come to the table and say, Hey, look, you know, if you've got, if you've got the standard option and it's you and your spouse, you're paying $729 a month. Let's sit down and have a conversation, you know, and see, let's explore the idea of a Medicare Advantage plan. Because if you're having a conversation with this couple, you know, they, they may not know. Many times they don't. Many times they don't know what their options are. And, and it's just gotten out of hand. And they're just saying, well, this is getting this is getting pretty expensive. Maybe we should sit down and have a conversation with someone like like Oscar and, and talk to us about what the options are. And so here we come and we explain, hey, look, you're paying $730 a month. You guys have Medicare. Let's assume they have Medicare, right? You can explore Medicare Advantage plan. Many of these plans are zero premium. So between the two of you alone, you can save, you know, $8,500 a year just in premiums. You can use that money towards the out-of-pocket expenses. So understand there are still out-of-pocket expenses with these plans. You're not paying $730 a month and have to pay and they get to pay zero out of pocket. There's still out of pocket expenses that they're going to have when it comes to this. Yeah. One of the, I guess, like if we were doing a video where we do like key points to, to, to know the very first thing that I think about is the monthly premium. And so the question that I have is, is does that the monthly premium, if, if an individual were okay with a, with an HMO plan, right? And that's a, that's one of the questions that I have is like, hey, how do you feel about having to get referrals and staying inside of a network? If a person's like like myself, I'm like, sure, I don't care. Yeah. Then what I would what I would say is they should really take a hard look at the HMO, right? Like at the like that monthly premium is going to be more than the max out of pocket. So they know they're going to pay more already than the max out of pocket right. for 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 an HMO. And there's a lot of people who are comfortable with it. And then some agents like, you know, like I said I've found that there's agents who are completely against HMOs. Uh but but I would say that for uh federal employees health benefits uh um retiree, there's no risk there right because you could really go back if you, you're, you're on a year and you're like man forget this now and just go back, go back to, to it yeah, yeah so, so that would be the, the the like that's a pretty big tell right the 729 it just alone without any co-pays it would make sense that's a pretty like hey let's give this a shot see if this hmo would work for yeah. you yeah and, it, and if they're against hmo that doesn't mean stop as an right. agent right. that doesn't mean hey well you know i don't think if, if they're not willing to go into an hmo then then go ahead and keep the coverage that you've got no absolutely not there so are it's other an ways. easy answer if it's hmo <laughs> right like you know if, like if they, if they are good with it and again you will run in that's why we do a needs analysis that's why we get to find out well what's important to you because 
for myself, if they ask me the question, like, I'm like, I don't care. Give me any doctor. Let's, right. let's, let's go. Let me save me some money. Yeah. Let's save money. Yeah. Right? Many people are about saving money. Yeah. Then there are other times where you're dealing with individuals who are pretty healthy. Maybe they, they're just like, gosh, I just don't see, I don't understand, you know, I don't see why I'm paying so much money for this. And I just go to the doctor for my routine stuff, or I don't have a whole lot going on. Um, so uh, I just feel like I'm paying way too much money for insurance that I'm not using a whole bunch. One question that I ask when they, when they tell me that, and I think this is a good one to ask is if the situation were to change. I know you're healthy right now, but we we're always trying to think insurance is for what happens, right? Mm -hmm. What if? And so I guess the question that I have for you then is because you said you're perfectly healthy. I don't want to pay this much money. If you were to get sick, would you, in a be, would you be in a situation where you would say, I want to go to this specific doctor because this is where my friend went and it healed him of cancer or whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever, you know, there's some people who are like that. So my question to you is that, is that where the way that you are? Would you trust that there's good doctors and maybe a good primary care doctor would refer you to? And I'm just kind of curious where you stand on that. Yeah. And that's a, a really good way to kind of get to know them a little bit more and find out which direction to kind of lead them and guide them. So on to the next, right? So like, if they're like, nah, to be honest, like an HMO doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, let's look at a couple of our PPO options. Mm -hmm. And there's nowadays there's some strong PPO options, maybe zero premium, maybe 10, $15. And then I would look at that max out of pocket on those and see how it, how, how it might go little, a lot of times on the PPOs, the max out of pocket is higher, right? Yeah. It's usually, you know, I don't know. Like we'll just pick one. There's one that's I don't know close to about six thousand, right? Seven thousand dollar range depends on the market speaking. that you're in. Yeah. Uh, so, but but if that's the case, if there's if they're against the HMO, the idea of the HMO, and they want to go with the PPO, uh, you still have again. If you're not selling hospital indemnity plans, it. it I, I challenge you to do so because this is a situation where it might make sense if somebody wants to go with a PPO and, and but they're worried or they're looking at the max out of pocket and they're thinking, well, gosh, that's much higher than 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 my max out of pocket now. Well, then let's put a hospital indemnity plan because we know that generally the pain points when we're looking at uh, PPO plans is is the hospital copay. It usually doubles or triples what it could be on uh, on an HMO plan usually. Uh, and the other is uh, cancer. You know, if, if chemotherapy. It, usually, we see it at a twenty percent coinsurance with with a lot of PPOs uh, and even HMOs. And so, if you can add a cancer rider to this hospital policy, really that protects them from the biggest out-of-pocket risk that they've got by exploring the option of one of these PPO plans that, that you may present to them. So important to familiarize yourself, get comfortable, get some training, get, if you're not contracted, right, add some contracts uh, to carry and to offer hospital indemnity plans because that's gonna help you position yourself and really have a conversation with people and say, look, we could still save you a lot of money because we're gonna save you the $730 a month we can get you on a zero premium PPO and then get you a hospital plan at 30, 35, $40 a month each. $80 a month still yeah. sounds a lot better than $730 a month that they're paying now. Man, and, I, and I'll tell you, and just full disclosure for everyone, I don't sell it every day anymore. It's just not something that I, that I do on a daily basis. So I don't have the benefits of the, the federal employees health benefits um, in my memory. Right. So as I'm looking through this, I'm like, 
<laughs> Medicare Advantage plans definitely compete here. And, and so if you're on the standard option, obviously you have a super high premium, $730. And then the deductible is $350 for self and um, $700 for a family. The max out of pocket on these is still $6,000. That doesn't include the premium. Mm -hmm. Man, like <laughs> it's almost a no brainer, like, right? I'm put yeah. you, let, let's go with the PPO, even if, if, if that's something mm -hmm. that you want to do. And then we have always, again, really very little risk. You always have the, the option to come back. And then I'm looking at, okay, well, what about that lower cost? Like the, 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 the blue focus, um, and that, you know, it's only 118 for, for a married couple, but 30% co-insurance in the hospital is so high. And then you also have a $500 deductible and the kicker is a $9,000 max out of pocket. And you're paying that that $118 a month, there's definitely better options if you go with a Medicare Advantage plan in most in, in, in most markets. I would say like, obviously like uh, this is specific to to each individual, right? And so every, you know, if you're, you're talking to someone like in, like in West Texas who they have like two options available, then then probably this makes a lot of sense. But mm -hmm. if you're in a major market like uh, like in any of the any of the large markets where where they've got a good Medicare Advantage presence, this is it doesn't compete yeah. with a with a good Medicare Advantage plan. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like that's you know when you when you look at the benefits and the copays and the out of pocket right. expenses and the max out of pocket, you know. It definitely makes sense. But the starting point, right, we're always looking at the monthly premiums. Uh, and then from there, we're, we are looking at the benefits, you know, the core benefits, what the co-pays are looking like, and then the max out of pocket. I feel like those three things there are super important to, to know uh, in order to be able to, as the agent, in order to be able to, to give some guidance and, and really kind of advise on what may or may not make sense or what some alternative options may be for them. Yeah, I would just bring these up, right, to, to, to the client and just say, hey, look, you know, when I, when I look at these co-pays, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at them, they're significantly higher than on a lot of these Medicare Advantage plans. Let's jump into them and let's let's take a look. And then we always have these co-pays here to reference yeah. to. And so that's what we're gonna do with pretty much every single person is is this is a, a, a clear and dry, like, hey, like this, this it makes more sense to, especially without the risk of, you know, of it, of it ever going away. When I first started, one of the big issues that, that we had was the, the coverage gap. And back then it was 100%. During the gap, you would pay 100% of the cost during the gap. Now, uh, it's 25% during the gap. So there's not as much of a risk yeah. of, you know, like when people go into the donut hole. Because um, that was one of the things that where the the federal employees health benefits competed was that they didn't have the donut right. hole. There was right. no donut hole. Yep. Yeah. So let's move on. Um, unless there was something else you wanted to touch on with these, like, it, it, like you're able to, where did you get these benefits, Oscar? You Google. just Googled. I just yeah. Googled federal blue cross retiree plan coverages. And, and I was able to, I was able to get to this here. Right. Yeah. It, 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 this one's pretty, pretty cut and dry that, that an advantage plan could definitely make more sense than um, than than these plans, than, that, than that the retiree coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm looking at another one here that I was that I was looking at the other day, and where it it, it might make more sense. It's, uh, it's this one here. What we're not going to do. I I don't want to to go in and talk about. 
I don't want to go in and talk about the actual company because because really that doesn't matter. It's not a, it's not about the company. Mm -hmm. It's it's about the the benefits of the plan. And um, so I'm I'm looking at this particular plan, and they have a couple of different options. One is with uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. The other is with Anthem. And it's got a $1,500 deductible on, on this plan, okay? And forgive me, Oscar, I thought I'd, I'd printed one for you as well. It's okay. Guess you're doing this part on your I'm own I'm doing here. it on my own. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm back in the trenches. <laughs> um, here, so, so let me pull up. And while, and while you're working on that, I think something that's important to, to, for us as agents to know is like, we need this information. So if you're gonna walk into an appointment and they're just telling you, hey, I've got this re retiree coverage through company XYZ, but they don't have any information on it, it's that you're not gonna get very far in that appointment. So maybe set some some proper expectations before you actually go in, go into that appointment. Just say, hey, look, if you let's let's do our part as an agent and see if we can find that information online. Just like this the federal coverage, I was able to access it through Google, but some of this stuff is not a, available to the public and so but it's and it's only available to the retiree and so you have to ask that question and say hey look do you have any kind of paperwork do you have anything that tells you what your coverage options are how much it costs what the benefits look like we need that information so that when we get together and sit down we can actually do a comparison and figure out you know what the right option is but if they don't have that information again you're not going to get very far in in that appointment so make sure that you uh that you ask Ask those questions before you go into the appointment and see have them bring as much information to that to that meeting as they possibly can the more the, the better yeah and like we're, we're in a situation now where I'm like hey look this is your homework right I need you to get this stuff before we meet because otherwise I can't help you make the best decision so what I'm looking at here is actually employer coverage not retiree coverage which is another time where people yeah. will come up to you and they're going to ask you um, to help them figure out if this is the right choice. And I'm gonna tell you, this is a strong uh, plan. And so the, the premium is $39.97 per month, okay, for the employee. All right. So at this point, if this is if this is a an employer plan, this means that the person is is still working. And they, at this point, they have the option to take Medicare because usually what initiates a, a meeting like this is, hey, I'm turning 65, do I need to take Medicare? I heard that there's a penalty if I don't, but I'm still working and I have insurance through my employer. Well, let's sit down and let's break it down and see what makes the most sense. And so here, you're, we all know the, the premium for Medicare is $174 a month. If you're sitting down with somebody where the premium is is $39 a month, 40 bucks a month, well- They're already ahead. Yeah, they, they're already we, ahead. We're, we're pretty sure, right? And and so realistically, like sometimes I'm getting this information over the phone. I might not even, yeah. like I, I always think it's a good idea to meet, but a lot of times these people who are still working them might be available at like, well, meet me at six. Meet me on Saturday. I'm like, well, you know what? Let me. <laughs> Do you know how much you pay for your premium right now? Yes, it's uh, $39 a month. Yeah. Okay. Do me a favor. Would you, uh, is, does that mean that you have like a super high deductible? Um, well, yeah, it's super high. It's $1,500. That's not well, very high. That's not very high, right? <laughs> so like if you do the math, once again, we're, it's this one's super, super easy to do. If you do the math on the deductibles, $1,500, max out of pocket is 4,500. The 
this it's probably going to make sense for them to just stay on their employer coverage as i as i look through it the, the max out of pocket's 4500 could could you could you possibly turn it into so it's an 80 20 plan it, it, it's an 80 20 plan that um gives them coverage for office visits 35 um, urgent care 75 emergency room is is 500 plus 20 percent that's kind of high but um, overall that's still it's still going to be better plan. Yeah, yeah and it's only 39 dollars a month mm -hmm. when you have your medicare part b premiums 174 mm -hmm. uh, so i'm probably going to now everybody would do things different you might want to some people might try to turn this into a cell but for yeah. me like like realistically my recommendations are always based on what's best for the individual. And my hope is that anyone who sells Medicare insurance would, would have that. That's, that's one of the things we're up against right now. It's like, is, is, is I think that, that CMS is, is sometimes, or like the, the people out there are, are, are thinking that, that we are, um, that we're out here and we're trying to, uh, to do what's best for us. And so I'm telling you, like, I'm encouraging you do what's best for each individual. You'll never go wrong yeah. doing it that way. So this particular plan in this case, it may not make sense for them to go onto Medicare. Now we said we, we made a point just a couple minutes ago. It's $39 a month. So they're already ahead. Now there are other plans, other times where you'll see somebody and they do have a super high deductible. Or when you start to look at the benefits, you're like, gosh, I can see why it's $39 a month because yeah. the coverage is not very good. Let's talk so, real quick about this next company. And, and just, so there's, there's a, there's a company and I don't have the paperwork. It's because it's, it's my company. <laughs> we have, we have uh, um, it's a $6,500 deductible. And it's um, it's very very high deductible, and the 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 premiums are covered by the plan by the by the by the company, mm -hmm. right? So there's no there's no monthly premium, but it's got a sixty five hundred dollar deductible before anything is covered. Of course, you have your annual uh, checkup that's covered. Mm -hmm. You have a, a, a few other things like that. But what's your recommendation there? Well, if they're getting probably, we we should probably consider getting on to Medicare just because in the event that something happens or you are needing care, I mean, all you're covered for is just that. It's like, right. if we, but, but if you've got regular doctor's visits that you need, I mean, you're pretty much out of pocket until you've spent the $6,500. So yes, let's explore yeah. the option of, of getting Medicare. Sometimes the pushback you get is, but I'm not paying anything for, for my insurance right now. My insurance is covered by my employer. I think, isn't, isn't that great? Feel free to answer. That's great. That is, that is great. But, but what happens when you, when you have to go to the doctor, what it, what does your out of pocket expense look like there? Let's let's look at your medications. Are you seeing any specialists like you? And, and that's where it comes down to. And, and even if they say no, the, the 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 honest answer here is, you know, realistically, at some point as we start to get older, we might run into things where you know, like if you're if you're 25 years old, the health plan is probably a good plan, right? Because right. it's just covering you for the catastrophic situation. But as we get older, you know, it's important to kind of think through what could happen and you know the, the sure there's a there's a, a premium to be on medicare but if you're especially if a person that is okay with a, a zero premium uh a zero premium hmo 
it might make a lot of sense yeah. to to get on that because once you're on it, zero premium, and you got a lot of extra, you know, a lot of extra benefits that that you know, like maybe over the counter items, maybe that maybe that gym membership you've been wanting to go to the yeah. gym that that's covered. Some so dental, even though you're yeah. paying that premium, you're you know you're, you're you're getting all that. So I would say for for that individual, maybe it it doesn't uh, make sense to to do. Hey. Um, we are we're at 31 minutes clearly this uh, this particular podcast we have, probably have another another 10 minutes to to go yeah um i think i think we can just go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and just go through a couple of these other ones real quick and and just this is a, a retiree plan for teachers for teachers yeah um, really again doesn't matter so much because you're going to want to to look at each individual, you know, you're, you're from a different state. You're from, you got to look at the, at the actual plans, but this particular one, they, um, yeah, for the sake of this plan that we're looking at, um, this plan does require the retirees to get onto Medicare, both a and B. Right. Uh, now there's an additional premium on top of that. So they're paying for their part B they're paying the part B premium and then they're paying an additional $135 a month to have this plan. So some history on this, for the spouse, on this 529 and then, and then yeah, it's $529 if it's you and your spouse on the plan. So some history with this plan years back, it, it was a zero premium plan. It was very rich in benefits. So when agents ran into people with this particular yeah. coverage, we'd, we'd pretty much walk away. We'd say, Hey, look, you've got a great plan. You've got great coverage. It's a zero premium. Those benefits are beautiful leave everything the way that it is. But right. that changed uh, recently in, in recent years. And they added, they went from paying zero for this plan to an, an extra $135 a month. And they added a, a $400 deductible. So now it's a conversation for us as agents to have, hey, let's look at other options that you've got. And let's see what may or may not make sense um, for you. And it's a it, it's almost a definite move if they're married for the spouse. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, 529 for a retiree and spouse. So even, you know, that, that's some pretty, yeah, pretty significant $6,000 more than $6,000 a year, just in premiums without that's best even case using scenario. your coverage. Yeah. I always say that's best case scenario, <laughs> mm -hmm. right? Worst case scenario. They also, what's the max out of pocket? 3,500, 3,500. Yeah. So, so best case scenario is, is, you know, $6,000 a year. Worst case is, 6,000 plus another 7,000, mm -hmm. you know, 3,500 yeah. max out of pocket each. So this to me would make a lot of sense for an individual to look at an advantage plan. Yeah. And so that's kind of simplifying it. But of course you would look more at the plan, look at the copay structure and, and just make sure that it works. But to me, yeah. it, it, it makes a lot of sense. And so. with this one, just, just so everybody knows, right. We talked about it earlier with this one. If you leave this retiree coverage, you can't go back. And right. so again, it's important. Important. You, you don't want to leave those details out when you're having conversations with your clients. You, you do have to communicate that to them and just let them know. But but again, you know, my question is, why would you want to go back? Right. Like if, if I'm and I always look at things this way. Right. You're you and I have been having a conversation for half an hour now. And I'm just thinking, well, if I'm sitting down with my mom and dad, you know, what 
what, how am I going to advise them? What's going to make the most sense for them? And that, that's, if you're doing business that way, believe me, you're, you're going to be successful in this business. Don't do what's best for you. Do what's best for the people sitting across the table from you. I feel like that's always the key. And you, you really kind of hit the nail on the head with that is doing it the way that you would do for your own mom or dad. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's, it's so important. It's such a, it's such a big deal. And if more people did business that way, we probably wouldn't have the, the scrutiny that we're, that we're under <laughs> yeah. right now because uh, you've got honest people doing things for the benefit of others. So, yeah. Hey, real quick, let's look one at more, a, right? one last one. Yeah. And it is, um, I'm, I'm looking at the premium. <laughs> this is employer coverage, yeah. but 1166, um, I think the premium, the premium they're paying now is eleven sixty six. But at the, this individual is uh, approaching Medicare, they're okay. going to be so new to Medicare. Medicare, and so yeah, it's it's definitely you know they're saving money. They're going from eleven hundred dollars <laughs> now that they're going to enroll into Medicare. The premium for this plan is three hundred nine dollars. So and yes. and for the record, it is a Medicare Advantage plan. So the, yeah. the retiree coverage is a Medicare Advantage plan. So let's look at that because that that's their option. Uh, so yeah, so this plan is basically saying. Hey, now that you're retiring and you're going to be eligible for Medicare, you can get onto this Medicare Advantage plan. You have to take Medicare Part B, so that's $174. And then to have this particular Medicare Advantage plan, it's $309 a month. Whoa. Yeah. Like yeah. that's it's a lot. That's, that's again, for plus us your Part agents, B premium. Plus right? the Part B premium. Yeah. yeah. So we're thinking, okay, there, there are definitely other options that they have on the table for them. Yep. That's $3,700 a year. Yep. So, uh, I look at the, it also has a $300 deductible. Yeah. So if you're in, a, if you sell Medicare Advantage plans, especially in a, in a market like, like ours, uh, then I can already tell you, I'm like, as an agent, I'm, 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 yeah, you know, I'm ready to go. Oh, yeah. But, but let's look at it. It does have a max out of pocket of $2,000. That's is, pretty competitive, which is competitive. Yeah. So is it though, if it's a, like, if, if a person were to, to go on an HMO plan on a zero premium HMO plan, that's a $5,700 max that's, out of yeah, pocket. Like, that's so we're, the point I was going. So right. yeah, you got it. <laughs> so so still makes a lot of sense. But maybe if I'm thinking PPO, if HMO just, and there's a lot of times like you'll talk to, you'll talk to someone, you'll talk to a senior and you'll ask them the question, hey, you know, would you, would you be open to that, an HMO plan? And the answer is an emphatic no. I've heard terrible things about it. Like you hear all these, you hear all these things. And, and so some people just in, in the eighties and nineties, when a lot of these people were young, um, you, you were getting the, these plans got a HMO plans, got a really bad rap, you know, they called it, um, you know, the, the primary care doctor, the gatekeeper, mm-hmm. like keeping people from going instead of the one that has to give referrals or whatever, they're, they're the gatekeeper, keeping people away from their specialists. So, so some people have that, but so thinking if, so if it's an HMO, it's a pretty, it's a pretty easy answer for me, but if it's a PPO, uh, I'm, I'm looking and, and it, it competes. It's still pretty easy though. I mean, again, yeah. because I, 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 this, this is a regular thing that I, that I, that we run into that I've run into and it's like, okay, they don't want the HMO. But let's talk PPO let's do and it. let's bundle it with with a hospital indemnity plan. Most of the time, I feel like almost every time um, I bundle it with a hospital plan and that really just kind of puts their mind at ease in terms of what the potential out-of-pocket costs would look like with with a PPO plan. Because again, a lot of PPO plans in many markets are zero or very low monthly premiums and you bundle that with a hospital indemnity plan. That's still, we're talking what, 30, 40, 50 bucks a month at most 
versus this particular plan, it's $310 a month. Okay, let's save you $260 a month and let's let's lower our out-of-pocket expenses. This plan still competes. Even if they decide that they don't want the HMO, PPO is still a very good option that's on the table for them. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'm trying to think of what I would do in, in this situation. And I guess ultimately it would, it would depend on my health. Yeah. And so like if I'm, if I'm an individual, and, it, and it's hard, because if I'm an individual who, who's pretty healthy right now and I was anti-HMO, I would probably say, well, why pay that premium, right? But if I'm, if I'm sick, if I'm, if I'm dealing with, with issues now, if I know that my health isn't the best, then I'm probably gonna stay on this plan that makes more sense to me to have a $2,000 max out of pocket versus having a $7,000, $6,000 max out of pocket on a, on a PPO out. So I think that, and this is a great example of like, um, we don't have to make that decision for the client. And ultimately I'm presenting like, look, these are the two options. What, what do you think makes most sense for you? Sometimes there's not a clear yes or no. It's whatever that person in front of us feels like they, they think yeah. they should do. Sometimes they'll ask you what you would do in that situation. And that's where you just say, hey, look, for myself, being that I'm more healthy, I probably would go with the zero yeah. or the $15 a month premium uh, PPO. But this one to me is more of a, I don't know, which which yeah. way do we go? And, and just, to, just to add one more layer to this, I know today was primarily about, okay, does it make sense for them to stick with this coverage or go with an Advantage plan? But you you also are going to present the option of a Medicare supplement plan, and, and which is still going to be more affordable. Of course, we explain to them like, hey, it is you are going to see the premiums increase year over year. But a Medicare supplement right now for someone turning 65 is around uh, again in this market that we've that we've seen. It's about 100 bucks a month. Um, so how long is it going to take before you see that premium actually increase to $300? But mm, with no out of pocket expenses, again, we could go on. Yeah. Right. Uh, talking that would be about the direction I go uh, that. So so. <laughs> so they asked, well, which one would you do? Supplement. Yeah. I mean, when you, I, I don't know why my, 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 I wasn't. Well, today was mostly about the, the yeah. option of Medicare Advantage. Yeah. This um, would clearly be something where for a 300 and something dollar premium, I'd be like, yeah, like let's, let's, let's look at a med, let's look at a med sup instead. And if the question is, can you afford, can you, can you afford the 350? Then you can afford the hundred dollar mm-hmm. premium and you can probably afford what it's going to go up to yeah. in the future. So, Hey guys, um, our hope here is that we are helping you figure these things out, helping you, helping you to where you're sitting in front of a, uh, of a client and I've got all these thoughts because we were here. So until next time, we'll look forward to, uh, to being a part of your growth as Medicare agents. <laughs>